Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Welcome back to the laziest, most infrequent, flaky podcast on your podcast device. However, remember that there are literally hundreds of episodes that you can go back over and listen to if you miss us. I'm, I very much doubt that anyone misses us. We've certainly not received one email asking where we are. So let's just say that we are a lot like the best Hollywood franchises. There are, you know, years between appearances, and that just grows the thirst. With me tonight, as usual, is my compadre, Jamie. Good evening. Yo. And the man from London, who they say is the next Jack the Ripper, Matthew Wandless. Sup? There he is, straight from his recent killing spree. How are you both, gentlemen? Good, Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm all right, a little murdered out. Where has that come from? (laughs) Why am I the next Jack the Ripper? How, How did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I think I read it okay. somewhere on the internet. Um, so you're probably expecting us this week to be talking about the dramatic events in The Walking Dead. However, Walking Dead expert Matthew Wanless and Walking Dead expert Jamie Atherton are nowhere near up to date. Well, Matt's nearly up to date. Jamie, where yeah, are you? Yeah, but I've just had the last <laughs> crucial part of it spoiled for me by <laughs> You haven't. You found out Andrew Lincoln's leaving. That's it. You already knew. Oh, you are an insufferable arsehat. <laughs> arsehat? That's the new yes. one. Jamie, where are you up to? First, first of all, I'm not an expert on The Walking Dead, and I don't care enough about it to watch it every week anymore. Okay, so I will get round to it, but it's not on my hit list. I've been watching Succession, which is brilliant. I've been watching uh, Glow Season 2, and I've even started House of Cards Season 6, which I have to say was a little bit awkward. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a moment, because so have I. I'll just take you up on the issue of you not being a Walking Dead specialist. I believe you have talked about every episode of the last two series on this podcast. I think at least in these podcast terms, people can expect you to be an expert. All right? Have you even no, watched no, Have you even no. watched any of the new series? Yeah, yeah, I started it, but... Did you enjoy yeah, it? I'm go- I think it's better than the last series, but that's not a high benchmark, is it? I think I think it's wow. a, a lot better than the last series. I think that Angela, what's her name, who's taken over the show running, is, I think it's just brilliant. Yeah, and I'm glad Scott Gimble's gone. That is well, that he's is executive producing, and I am not going to spoil anything right now. But I cannot wait. Like I can't wait. You don't. It's never been more difficult for me not to spoil more than I already have for you, Matt, because Scott Gimble uh, appeared after the last episode and told us something which is so bloody exciting that I can't contain myself. All my cynicism of the last series is gone. You know, right down to stupid things like Bin Dipper and what's going on there. Like, all of that stuff I have found has been dealt with in a way better than I could have ever imagined. In the, in Are the... you an A or a B? <laughs> Jamie, I know what we're talking about there, and I'm not going to spoil it. You're an A-hat. Look, Howell, let me explain <laughs> this to you. Yes, A-hat. My, 
my experience of The Walking Dead mm. me, means that I watch the show. Mm. I turn off the second the credits start rolling, pretty much, mm. because the last thing I want mm. is to see anything to do with Talking Dead. Mm. I hate that show. Mm. I hate the contemptible little twat who hosts it, <laughs> and I cannot stand Gosh. people who need to have someone else tell them how they feel about a TV show. Some dickhead like us. Right? Yeah. <laughs> why, why? Yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt you've, you've really just undermined this whole process. I feel like we've got, yeah. I hate the word, but I feel like we've done a number of meta uh, ironies tonight about what our, our job is here. And um, I, I, all I'll say is this. Of all the times that we have talked about The Walking Dead, I... I am so gutted that it's right today that you two are not up to date. I'm so gutted. I can't wait to talk to you about it. I might even do a special podcast on my own after this that neither of you should listen to. For anyone who's watched it, because I'm bursting. I'm bursting! So, enjoying House of Cards? Well, uh, I've only just started it, but it was a weird start. Uh, of course, the main guy, K.S., Kevin Spacey, is dead. His mm. character, that is. Did they alive. kill him there? Is that what they did? They, well, they didn't show anything. Uh, it's just a straight-up funeral. Just pause you there, pause, pause you there yeah. a second. Matt, where are you up to with the uh, Asgard? Uh, way back, but I don't really care. Well, I was going to say, it's... because the, the, the absolute vitriol that I've just received... I feel like he's deserved to Jamie now that he's ruined that Kevin Spacey's character dies. But how will everybody knows what? that he wasn't going to be in the series? So what else were they yeah. going to do? Don't to mean him? he's died. At least Matt knew that Andrew Lincoln was leaving The Walking Dead. Yeah, I didn't know if he died or if he survived. That I didn't know. I if haven't he just told you off. that. Have I? I th- think you did. I can yeah. guarantee that I haven't. I wish okay. I could explain why I could guarantee it, but I can't. Um, all right fine Good. anyway carry we'll on jamie then. carry on let's just stop talking about the walking freaking dead it's brilliant There's a house of cards out there kevin spacey's not in it yeah. we know that yeah. robin wright penn is taking up the reins she's doing a lot of camera talking now which she's is very what, good sorry? she's doing a lot of camera talking you know the monologues to the camera that <laughs> kevin spacey <laughs> i just realized what you said <laughs> you said taking what up did... the reins <laughs> what did you think i said well i don't know but it started with taking up uh, okay uh, unbelievable <laughs> sorry this guy sorry All right. it's just your dirty uh, mind no i just didn't hear the end of the phrase and I, it like, took me a moment to work out like what you a said stray sorry. cat okay. he wandered in two years ago and he's not left yet carry on jamie um Aww. yeah so i mean how have you found it how how many episodes in are you uh two or three maybe three or four and it, it I, feels clunky, but I yeah. hope it's going to get good. <laughs> there's some, there's some pretty on the nose comments about it. You know, like just mm. it, it's so impossible to watch it without knowing that they've tried to make a square peg fit a round hole. I would even go so far as to claim because they went back and filmed stuff, didn't they? They went back and changed it. Damn straight. They'd already filmed a lot of it, and I even feel like uh, in the first episode quite often when people talk about his character and what's happened to him it happens in the last three or four lines of the scene so and it often happens where they suddenly walk out of the shot they were in and say go over to the (laughs) kitchen and make a baguette (laughs) while they're saying the lines 
Sorry about the funeral, by the way. But that said, it's done really, really well. It just feels like they, instead of well, like hitting it on the nail in the first five minutes and then never mentioning mm. it again, they deal with it very gradually. So you, you, even into episode mm. two, you start you have people kind of saying, you know, the things he was doing was terrible. He really had to go. <laughs> Stuff yeah, like that, you know. I, I think the other problem is like Robin Wright Penn is brilliant and her character's great, but it was so reliable. so reliant on his character and Francis Underwood was such a big personality and a big we felt conspiratorially part of his like little monologues and his little conspiracies and it losing him is obviously going to have a huge is she sorry sorry guys I thought I was turning my microphone down um someone just uh wandered in and uh uh, I didn't realise you. No one listening heard what I said. Just you two did, because you listened to me via my computer rather than the machine. It doesn't matter. Carry on. Okay, so it's going to sound like Jamie and me both just had just a stroke. Stop talking. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kevin. Does she now do the director camera stuff? Yes, she yes. does. Yeah. She's taking that role. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't think she does it anywhere near as well as Kevin Spacey. I think well, sometimes I mean, she does it know. well, and sometimes it she she's not got the same creepy connection with the camera that Kevin Spacey had. His 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 you know slithering look <coughs> into the lens, which he was so famous for. Um, she is a little bit more rehearsed, I think. But I do really, I do really like the series. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's and I like the it's, she's a very different character, isn't she? So, uh, I mean, mm. I haven't watched it, so I can't really comment. But, I mean, it, it, mm. when I think about it, from a, just a, a logical point of view, it kind of doesn't make as much sense. Because mm. the, the, the way he was, his demeanour, sort of worked with that aspect of it. Mm. Yes, uh, so one of the characters put, uh, uh, sums it up perfectly at one point, I think, when they say, um, with him you always at least knew where you stood in an argument. With her, I've never known what she's thinking. And they set up this character quite well. They sort of show a flashback to her childhood when she does something quite nasty, but seemingly for good reason. And um, and it sets up this enigma-like character of her that you, you really don't know kind of what she's thinking and what her motivations are. And that's become a different fascinating beast. Um, a lot like what will happen in The Walking Dead after Andrew Lincoln leaves. Oh, I think this podcast so should God. be called um, Departures. Departures. Mm. Um, so that's House of Cards then. Anything further on that, Jamie? I was just going to say about Kevin Spacey's character as well. The big thing about the show, and obviously they couldn't do anything else. There's no, there's no alternative but to do what they did with it. But ultimately his demand the show was called house of cars and mm. the whole idea was eventually it was going to crumble and fall apart and we were going to see space's mm. great descent into uh, humiliation and failure and probably imprisonment and that we've not we've not got that gratification now we get to watch a different alternative universe version now of what they're trying yeah. to do with it <clears throat> but we you know it for me it's it spells out why this show really should have been no more than three series Ooh. in the first place uh, and, and that's why uh, I, like matt when did you start watching it i can't remember it's uh, i think it was the end of series three there we go 
Case closed. That sounded oh, sound about right. <laughs> 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 well, the other way of... Uh, I mean, the, you said it's the only thing they could have done. There isn't, actually. There is another thing that they could have done, which they've done... I can't remember any exact... Um, Doctor Who. <laughs> they could have just cast somebody else who was... They could have got Christopher Plummer to do well, the, the role again, as he did in the film. They could have got Alistair McCoy in. in, right? They could have done something where... You know, okay, that would have been incredibly jarring, but it would have been jarring for the six minutes that it takes us to suspend our disbelief instead of keep having to talk about somebody and explain... Yeah, but are you seriously telling me that they could have got another actor to come in and take the role that had been identified Mm. and created around Kevin Spacey himself over five series and just... Slipped him in for the final series. Let me just it would check. have been even is worse. Is it the final series as well? I didn't realize it that. is indeed. I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. I am seriously saying that um, because <laughs> the guy in it, who's the famous guy who's in it, as Greg Kinnear is in it. Yeah. You see, Greg Kinnear. When I saw the uh, the picture on Netflix of them two facing each other, for a moment I went, "Oh, they've cast him." And for a moment, I thought, well, it's not the worst idea in the world. I mean, I could I could handle it. We are, after all, the, the point is. There's, yeah, but, n- there's no way of us watching this series without being somehow uh, outside our own fourth wall with all this, right? We can't watch it without the narrative of, no. oh, they're doing this because of Kevin. So considering that we're always going to be in that mindset, which, what would be the harm in us being in the mindset of, oh, this character used to be played by Kevin yeah, Spacey? Well, this is different because this isn't the case of in a film where they just replace him with another actor because we've not seen the film. We've not spent like mm. five series and 30 God knows hours, however long, more than that, mm. even of watching him in this role and investing in him as this character. I'd seen someone do an impersonation mm. of Kevin Spacey. Do it. it would be, I think it would be even worse. I think it would be. I think it would be really hard. And it'd be, it'd be a, a nightmare for that actor. Whoever yeah, took it yeah. on, it would be a bloody nightmare. I mean, that is a thrilling conversation. It's nothing compared to the conversation we could be having about Walking Dead, obviously. But let's Jeez. move on now. Um, what do you want to talk about next? Maniac. Have we all watched Maniac? Well, I watched the first episode. Oh! Right, so I've watched it all. How well have you watched it all? I have indeed. I'm interested okay. to know what mm, yeah. Matthew's opinion after one episode is. So, yeah, Matt, could you set up what happens in episode one before you get into that synopsis-wise? Can I set up what happens in episode one? What do you think It's been a couple of weeks. So um, you have Jonah Hill playing um, part of a... Sorry? (laughs) Playing a skinny man. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. True. Yeah, he is is slight. Yeah. and he is kind of the misfit of a family of very um, all-American looking uh, breadwinners, go-getters, successful, uh, wealthy, well-to-do family. Um, uh, and he is kind of uh, disinterested, disenfranchised, uh, dismayed, despairing and kind of in a, in a sort of funk. Mm. Um, and we're in this kind of strange future with where, where, where there are little references. Or is it even a future? I can't remember. It might be a, a different version of contemporary history anyway. Yeah, it's an um, alternative. It's like the, it's the future as we saw it in the 80s, isn't it? As far as I can work out. Okay, right, sure. 
so um and there, there's like there's little references to that there's there's some kind of weird stuff going on it feels a bit kind of margaret atwoody but not so much handmaid's tale more like um oryx and crake kind of territory uh with uh weird currency stuff going on and big corporations who mm. sort of seem it, to be uh penetrating everyone's lives it reminds and, me actually i don't know if you've seen it but the film brazil the terry gilliam film i haven't seen, seen it. it i have it's very similar to that and, and, and the tone as well sort of darkly comic about it you know I think it's. Um, I think. I think the the dark comedy in Brazil is a little bit more kind of uh, slapstick in a way. Whereas the the dark comedy in this. That's why I was kind of interested in knowing what Matt thought of the first episode. Uh, trying to figure out a way out of the style where where he is. Yeah. Um. And he signs up for this medical trial program, uh, which yeah. will get him money. And also, he's doing it to be alongside the. Uh, this woman played by Emma Stone. Yeah, and uh, uh, been, this 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 trial's promised to solve all the psychological or any any problems they have, any addictions they have. Uh, there's this trial that's uh, promising all these amazing things that will happen to them, basically. But there's also this frame going on, which is um, a different kind of trial, a legal trial, uh, to do with. I can't remember exactly what it was to do with. It was something to do with one of his brothers. His brother yeah, has yeah. done something awful. We don't, we don't know what, and he's being expected, it seems, to lie on the stand for him, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> for the sake of the yeah. family. His yeah, dad's quite right. powerful. And meanwhile, Emma Stone is the other equal sort of main character and um, gets perhaps a, a less exposure in episode one. But she's yes. going through her own mental oh. issues and fate brings them both together into this drug trial, which is to do with... Uh, it's kind of depression and, and restarting your life and stuff. I apologise for that sound. Um, yeah. So what did you think, Matthew? I thought it was a bit of a confused um, first episode. Uh, I didn't... Like, I, I watched it with, with, with my wife and uh, by the end of it, we were both really ready for it to be over. Yeah. And uh, neither of us were thinking... Oh, uh, great! I can't wait to watch another episode of this. Yeah, um, I, I totally, I totally understand that. Absolute, I was the same. Episode one, absolutely the same. Yes, me too. That's the, oh, this is why. Sorry about these noises. This is why everyone apart I've from not heard that. Much. Yeah, you won't hear it. You two, carry on. Come this on. is this is why this podcast is important, Matthew. This is why mm. it's so important that we are around because it's the shows like this that people dead. like Matthew yeah. have given up on yes. after episode one, yeah. understandably, yes. absolutely yeah. understandably, yes. for very, very oh. uh, salient reasons. Yes, we're here to say. Give this another bloody chance because you're going to really get into it. It's a fascinating journey and it gets more and more focused, funny and intriguing as you get delve into these characters and the inner worlds. And how do you find it when people give you that kind of advice, Jamie? Uh, I always take it and I always take it on board and embrace it. Do you? And you I like to think. Immediately act on it. Not immediately, but no. I put it on like a, a list that I like to get through in the chronological order um, as time goes on. So, like, um, for example, last night at 8.54 when I texted you about The Walking Dead saying, first time I've been jealous of someone for having not watched something yet. It's brilliant. whole thing is a Western, and the whole big question of last season makes sense. I mean, you leapt why, onto... Why, why, why can't... Why can't... Why can't... Because people love the friction. 
They love the friction. Can, can I ask? Can I ask a question? Everyone? No. Um, right. Let's I move on to, to. So when, when you do get this kind of advice from people, <laughs> to me, every, everyone, everyone that I know who I who will, I'll talk about TV with has a sort of credibility rating. Do <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> you think of it Matthew, like a um, like a an international credit score mm-hmm. sort of thing? Like some people yeah, have got so. a triple A. And I will basically... Ah, there we go. You see, what I've done now is I've just uh, turned Matthew down. I've got the power to do that now that I record this in the studio. Um, Carry Uh, on, Matthew. Where... Jamie, where do you put Howell on your credibility? I would just, I would just turn him down. So, um, if you are walking, the, watching The Walking Dead, I would say that it's such a super idea. Um, if you gave up on it in season eight, you should pick it back up because this season is better than the last three episodes altogether. Sorry, what, Matt? Jamie's credibility rating. Oh, uh, this season is a million times better than the last series. I, I can't, I cannot tell you enough. I, I almost want to pay you to do it, to uh, watch it. Okay, we'll turn, the them, we'll turn them back up now. Yeah, <laughs> underneath all of this, I don't understand what's going on at the moment. So I feel, I feel like, like he's, he's probably recording like he's, a second podcast <clears throat> right now. I, I think he's turned us down on the faders, and he's talking over us Not and undermining this conversation. So, um, so when uh, you continue to watch Maniac, you will find that your opinion of it changes. And in fact, Jamie, uh, the, Matt, you know about you feeling sleepy at the end of it. The one, the one thing that I found was. That it really is like a dream. It is like you're on some very dulling antidepressants. It kind of uh, the the sound of the show, the music is phenomenal. I think. And uh, when I got to the end of the six episodes, or is it three? Jay? What is it, Jamie? It's a small number of episodes, isn't it? Yeah, it's a short Four's one. the rule, isn't it? I think so. No, but the whole series is oh, the, the whole series the whole is eight episodes. Eight. When I got yeah. when I got to the last couple, I, I it, the penny sort of dropped of how funny it was to me <laughs> like, and, and I went back and started watching it again and even the first episode from sort of from minute go I, I was laughing whereas the first time I watched it I felt exactly the same as Matt I was like oh this is odd this is a lot to take for, in for me I mean there's actually 10 episodes sorry there, yeah. the, for me there's one episode in particular where they go into the creator of this drug trial <laughs> yeah. meets up with his mother <laughs> and exactly. uh, the creator of the, the creator of the drug trial trial is played by Justin Theroux mm-hmm. uh, who has been in quite a few things like um, uh, Jennifer Aniston uh, The Leftovers and Tropic Thunder and stuff like that anyway he, it's a oh brilliant... no he's in uh, Man Seeking Woman yes yeah oh um, no he isn't no no he's not in that isn't he am I thinking the no. wrong guy you're thinking of Jay Baruchel I am who's Justin uh, Theroux Justin Theroux you'll, you'll definitely recognise him he dated uh, Rachel oh, sorry Jennifer he dated uh, Jennifer Aniston for quite a long time yeah I made a good I joke wouldn't, I wouldn't that. know about just that. before but you, that. you missed it never mind right but, but oh, anyway, this guy yeah I know him yeah. there's an episode with him and his mother that is brilliantly funny like it's mm. really well just judged and scripted and his character is so sad and pathetic but also really intriguing and endearing mm. and his mother played by Sally Field comes in and you honestly that episode from then on it really kind of clicked I thought and then the way it delves into the um, the minds of both Jonah Hill and Emma Stone and intertwines the kind yeah. of psychological issues it does it brilliantly and it takes you into sort of different worlds that are really intriguing and enjoyable to sort of 
go on an adventure in. I, honestly, it changes dramatically once you get within the drug trial stage of the show. Do you remember when we were talking Matthew? about the OA for the first time and, and uh, that moment in the OA in the first episode when you suddenly go to Russia and the credits start? There's <laughs> there's kind of a moment like that in this and or moments like that in this where you go, oh my God, we suddenly feel completely... This is a completely different kettle of fish yeah. now um and jamie not just did the scene with his mum but when we're first introduced to the character when his um, oh yeah, yeah i mean i just it was just like it was watching you in the future it was i mean it was truly <laughs> incredible um no it, it was so funny and i realize yeah. now that a lot of the stuff around the misery and depression and stuff is is very very funny um the situations but when you first watch it you're going Oh, this is kind of serious and dark and difficult, and uh, I know that it's kind of, you know, black comedy, but it's it's um, yeah, it's just it's tough to get the taste, I think. But it really is brilliant. Yeah, it feels like it does feel heavy to begin with, but it it gets lighter and more enjoyable. But also, it stays very moving, and and uh, mm-hmm. and there are real moving scenes and moments as these characters kind of work through their issues. You know, it's it's something that I think you will really like, Matthew, as well. And I kind of know, I kind of get your tastes. I think I do anyway. And I don't yeah, think you will. Yeah, we are quite simpatico, Jamie. Yeah. Hey, it's a beautiful thing. It's like Sonny yeah. and Cher. It's yeah. beautiful. But, I mean, um, it's, I think this is something you're going to enjoy yeah. and going to give you a great deal of gratification. And I think your wife will like it, too. Me, too. All right. So um, Okay, I'll, I'll give it another swing. So for many moons, I've been banging on about um, British TV versus Netflix and the credit of Netflix and all of that. And finally, something was made. It was actually produced at ITV Studios, but for the BBC. I missed it because I was away, so of course this is mentioning it way after the horse has bolted. But boys, Killing Eve. Wow. Well, I knew you. This is a show that I knew you would love, Howell, especially because it's, it's just a perfect kind of thriller, comedy you, the writer of it is, is she's a brilliant writer. She also wrote Fleabag, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. You've got to go back and watch Fleabag after watching this, Howell, because okay. it's the same humour, but it's more of just an outright dark comedy rather than a, a thriller like this is. Have you? How far into it are you? Watched it all. Wow. Hoovered it up. I, I, just, I think that she is one of the most magnetic, brilliant, talented, beautiful people that we've seen on screen in a long time and i'm glad to say that she's from liverpool which is nice yeah jodie coma yeah i mean what a performance and well what a performance by all of them really and there was only a couple of beats that i was sort of ahead of them on uh, there's a certain character that dies and i said to sarah five minutes before oh well, we've just learned a lot about him so he's off but other than that it was like um just just brilliant brilliant TV with brilliant performances. There was none of the what I call, you know, embarrassing British acting that hasn't really had much rehearsal time and isn't all that good. It was kind of up there with a completely different thing, but up there in terms of the quality of the first season of um, Broadchurch, you know, where you just go, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna go around the world. This one is great. Did you watch it? Matt? Yeah. Mm, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, oh, it's great. I, I watched the first. I started to watch the first episode, but I was. There's nothing. No comment on the show, really. Um, I I was just knacked and I fell asleep, and yeah. um, I haven't gone back to it yet. And my my wife watched it all without me, and she really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, it's great fun. It's just great fun and brilliant. It's, it's on my list, uh, but I've, there's a lot on my list at the moment. And all I've been watching is stupid old Daredevil. Um, 
but yeah. What's that like then? It's much. It's much better. It's back to the best of series one. Okay. Really? Well, maybe I'll pick that up. Has anyone watched any of House on Haunted Hill? No, no. I can't watch horror. <clears throat> well, I don't like horror. Um, I didn't want to watch it, and Sarah kept coming home saying, another person's now recommended this. Another person's recommended it. And I can't stand it. I'm just like, why would you go down the stairs in Matthew Wanless's house? He's clearly going to lock you. What are you doing? Yeah, it's a bad idea. I will lock you in there. Um, and, uh, and then I watched it, and it's, again... Brilliant. I, I need some better Serious. adjectives, but it really is really good. It's uh, The moments of horror are, you know, few and far between, and it, it's much more of a thriller, and the character's great, the acting's great, yeah. the directing's great. The only problem is it gave my wife such nightmares after episode two that we now haven't been able to watch anymore. But I do want and to I'm out. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it to myself. Because you like have it, nightmares. On an evening or... like tonight, when I'm on my own in the house, yeah. uh, just Molly <laughs> asleep upstairs. Coward. But, I'm, I'm I mean, dreadful. I, look, I fully acknowledge it. Complete coward. I can't <laughs> do it to myself, though. I can't <clears> watch <throat> them because I... I have no problem with the scary stuff because I just always know that there's 50 people in the room filming it. Like I'm too, I'm too obsessed with how stuff's made, so it just has never bothered me. That's why I hate horror, I think, because I'm going, I know the strings that are being pulled on me here. Whereas with this one, it's like watching a really good box set and it's a story and it's, you know, good. Well, that's a tempter because, I, yeah, I, I have a problem. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the horror genre and uh, I, I, there are some standouts, but on the whole, I just, I don't, get a kick out of watching stuff that scares me. I'm not that bothered about being scared. No. Some people love that, don't they? They love that thrill of going to some watch something that scares you, but I don't need that yeah, to of, enjoy something. And um, of course, so, don't don't get me wrong, for in the first 15 minutes of course there's like um the, the surprise what are they called not scare moments. Jump scares. Jump scares. There's jump scares yeah. in the first 15 minutes because they set up the thing. But from then on, it's really, it's really reminded me of something else, and I can't put my finger on it, but it, uh, much more of a sort of uh, slower uh, drama type of thing. Um, it's the jump scares that I can't handle, actually. Right. If well, it's if it's just un, if it's unsettling stuff, I can watch it, but then I regret that later. Whereas the jump scares are gone <laughs> after a short while, but I hate them at the time when they're happening. I've just learned to like you a little bit more, Matthew, because I'm aware now that you're f you're fallible. I think. Do I come across as perfect otherwise? Um, <laughs> no, no, obstinate. That's certainly not something I would have ever thought. Ob obstinate. I've just learned that the boulder has got a soft centre. Isn't that nice, everybody? Isn't oh, that nice? Yeah, I mean, sure. So neither um, of you, you, know, watched... I, you. You know, I can't stop crying as well. Oh like, really? I, really? Ever since yeah. I had a kid, I just yeah. cry at stuff all the time. Oh man, that's me, terrible. Yeah, big time. I cry uh, shed loads now. I cry at Ka Ramsey's kitchen nightmares. <laughs> uh, I, I cry at weird stuff. You know, I weird. Was, um, Today I was um, I was listening to the Komodo Mayo podcast on the way into work. Awful rambling nonsense. Yeah, and what are you talking about? It's <laughs> awesome. Um, but I was just listening. You know, I'm listening to a film podcast. I'm not expecting it. And they fucking ambushed us with um, this Paul Simon song from uh, The Wild Thornberries, which I've, I've never seen, yeah. which is called, the song is called Father and Daughter. Mm. And it was like, they only played about two minutes of it. But I was standing there on the tube, just like, oh, you know, looking an absolute mess. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I can't imagine what people would have been thinking, looking at me, just like, like you know, just not, not like blubbing, like, <laughs> just, you know. <laughs> 
just tears, <laughs> just tears coming down my, 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 oh, my cheeks. Dear, you know? just a, a wet beard. Oh, <laughs> dear me. Wet beard. I've. Um, I, I mean, I'll Handmaid's Tale obliterated me. Did, 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 I, did it? you watch did series it? two of that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Enjoyed yeah. it. Enjoyed did it. Oh. About, I feel like we've already talked about this. I, I think me and Jamie certainly did, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. Me and Howell broke it down big time yeah. in the last pod before Howell went away. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, for me, and but, um, spoil, spoilers here for anyone who hasn't watched it yet, but um, the episode when she got to, she was reunited with Hannah. Hmm. And then they took her away again. Oh that, God! Yeah. Oh yeah. When yeah, they yeah. took her, when they yeah. took her away again, that was me and my wife on the sofa. That was actual noise. Yeah. Oh. noisy crying. Not romantic and dramatic tears <laughs> yeah. down the cheek with eyes staring at the uh, at the horror. It was, <laughs> you know, like really horrible. Yeah, yeah. Isn't real? Oh, isn't real life hilarious sometimes? Like when you've when you've done something and then you look back at it and go, "That is." If we could have filmed that moment, that is hilarious. Those moments when you've both been just like having a full-on breakdown because of something on the TV, and then you just I don't, know that. I don't think there would have been anything amusing about that if you look back on it. It would just, it would oh, really? just look like two people having a it really, would just look really time. sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All I worry about when I do have a cry is that. Like I'm watching something with Lauren, and I'm like, please, Lauren, don't look at me right now. Don't turn around from the TV and see my crumbled face. <laughs> Sarah can feel it. She because I do Honestly, that. I internalize it's... it, and I do that like shudder, you know, <laughs> when the stomach's going, and so she knows and <laughs> sends a tremor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you feel the tortening in your abdomen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's, God, it's yeah. such a joke in my house now. Like Hannah will just because she knows what will set me off. Like basically, if I'm tired, if yeah. I if I've gotten up with Molly on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, because we do one each, yeah. and then we have to go somewhere and we put music on in the car, if I hear Molly singing along to Moana oh. or the Hamilton <laughs> soundtrack or something like that, oh, where I'm like I'm just full of pride with her, the, oh my and, god, and then, then, then she she'll Hannah will just look over me and go, "You gonna cry? I've got <laughs> it. I'm already there." <laughs> It's too late. I'm already there. <laughs> Matt, is there there is a line in one of the Moana songs that gets me every single time. You don't know what it is, do you? Uh, what you're asking me to guess what it is? Yeah, is, is there a certain moment that that gets you? Um, for me, it's in how far I'll go when um, it's the moment where she crests the wave in the uh, in, in that song. It's it's the build up to that where she's kind of. Uh, making our way down the island and i can picture it in my head and i yeah. hear the words and it's yeah well for me it's the the grandma with the line um oh. and if the voice inside you should call um and if the voice you, you know the bit and essentially it was like like i've been really enjoying this chat we should do we should do a podcast about mental health for men boys i think mm. um so i'll just share some personal things i am currently on antidepressants quite mild antidepressants get your reaction on that Oh, okay. See, uh, monosyllabic answers there, always awkward. Now, that, okay is two syllables, sorry. Oh, yeah. Carry on. Uh, last year, you two know something that the podcast listeners don't, that, that, that I sort of went through uh, in my personal life that was a bit traumatic and scared me up a bit, right? Uh, in, involving other people in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, as a result of that, 
I developed like a real level of anxiety. I'm not, I, I don't suffer from depression. I've serious anxiety around health, health anxiety, hypochondria, um, and specifically around like a cancer phobia. And um, when I went away on that two month trip around the world, what you do not hear on the podcast is um, that pretty much from the second week into that trip, I was 100% convinced that I had nose cancer because I had a massive lump in my nose that wasn't painful. It stayed there. I forgot about it for a couple of weeks, and then I was in Japan at Disneyland, and I felt it and went, oh, my God, it's still there, and it's massive. And it's not a spot. It's not a cyst. It's something else, and that's massive. And I didn't want to go to any hotel doctors or foreign doctors because I didn't want to find out that it would need testing thought that will ruin the holiday even more than walking around like that it drove my wife insane on some days and it wasn't just that i was convinced that i had various forms of cancer on different days i had like a a bit of stuff in my mouth that was like bleeding for a week or so and i was convinced that that was going to be bad i mean it was just it's just like it's hard to describe i know logically exactly what you know which is that it's not, and it's very likely not, and you'll go to the doctor and they'll look at you like a knobhead and tell you to go away, because that's what always happens. But until I get that answer, I the the what if, you know, the 1% chance, really, really, like, I can't escape it. And um, we came back, and, you know, as the last few days of the holidays came, uh, came along, I, I got more and more anxious about it and we came back and for the first time because a big thing with health anxiety is do not google don't google anything um there was a yeah there was a, some research done uh, recently that said 60 percent of all google searches done in the world diagnose people with cancer so not just people searching for health stuff just 60 percent of all the google searches that are done and when you consider that porn oh. is out there that's quite a phenomenal <laughs> statistic, right? Um, and uh, having, I, I've spent a lot of time talking and reading about this recently, and there, it is a massively growing problem. There'll be someone listening to this who has a similar thing. But um, my brother goes through a similar thing, and he uh, was messaging me while I was away, kind of helping me, because he was going, listen, and follow the rules under no circumstances, Google. You will come back. The doctor who has been at... Uh, medical school for seven years will tell you something that it is that Google would never tell you and you'll realise that it was a waste of worry and I came back and the first day back I googled and I saw that uh, first sign of nose cancer can be a lump in the nose and I was absolutely I I went to a drop-in centre I sat there for hours Uh, they didn't let me see a doctor they gave me a nurse she said you have to go and see your doctor uh, so I had to wait till the next week. I went, my wife came with me when the doctor said, oh, it's just like scar tissue from something previous. Yeah, it's nothing. I just wept and I just said, listen, I've just ruined my holiday and I need to get on top of this. And she said, well, there's two routes really. There's like anxiety medication and there's CBT. I was like, let's go for both. <laughs> and I'm slightly regretting the pills just because of some strange side effects but i feel essentially the same but i'll tell you the one thing that's different and this is the long way around i haven't cried at something ridiculous in like a month uh, p- before that when we when we were away russell crowe was on tv in, in, in beautiful mind and there's this scene in beautiful mind where he's just saying i'm gonna work it out i'm a smart guy i'm gonna work this out and 
somebody says to him, the problem is it's your mind that's lying to you, so you can't work it out because your mind is the thing trying to work it out. And I, on holiday, just wept because I just went, that is exactly how I feel. Um, and one more thing, Ozark, there's a line in Ozark recently which isn't about anxiety but it's about depression and this is what I've learned, is that people think, uh, she says in Ozark, I used to think that depression was like checking out or going to another plane where things were kind of dreamy and simple um, and actually it's you only have to experience a little bit of a, something silly that's mental health and you realise that it's a minute by minute argument with yourself, a battle to like let reason try and win. It's going, why are you think why are you obsessing about this? Just get it a bit like a breakup, if you've ever been in a breakup. Why are you unable to move on from this feeling? You know? And that's what it is. Which brings it back to a number of podcasts, but also what you were talking about. Are you both there? Yes. <laughs> right. Jamie, has Jamie gone? He's had it, he's having his tea. Jamie? Wow. Well, he has actually gone. We've lost him. That is amazing. What a Jamie? I mean, that no. is a hell of a moment to leave. <laughs> Perhaps he's muted. It says he's still here. I think he's muted us because he's making beans. Mm. Mm, I hope that's what's good. happened. I hope he hasn't just deserted you. Um, so anyway, uh, moral of the story is, though, why I've not got anything to worry about, actually, I feel... Hello? This... Hello! Oh, sorry, my phone went weird. How's, the, how's the beans? Are they on the... <laughs> it's not, I'm not doing anything, Unbelievable. Um, I was going to cough, so I put my phone on mute, and it couldn't get it off for some reason. Right. So yeah, life's pretty much normal. Like when I'm not when I've not got anything to worry about, like right now, other than the doctor telling me I'm, my blood pressure's through the roof, <laughs> probably because of this. Um, but other than that, I'm like, I don't care. I'm exactly the same as I always was. But those those weeks away, like that, when people say they learn things about themselves when they're on journeys, my God, boys, bloody hell. It was like, oh my god, this is really a problem, and you need to sort this out. It's mental, literally. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I'll, so, yeah. I, so I haven't cried for weeks. I'll cut all that rest stuff out and just cut to I haven't cried for weeks. But the last time—that's weird. Does it? Does it feel like? Do you ever feel like I should be? Why am I not crying now? Kind of thing. Um, or no. I think that's more depression, and I think you should go and talk to your doctor. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm asking you if you feel that way. I, oh, right, I, I right. obviously have no... No, I no. I can't stop myself from crying. It's terrible. No, my it's crying a, is the same. It's boring. I, my crying's definitely the same as yours, in that you... I think the older you get, the more of life... The more you find out that life can be difficult, but also you... The more you uh, really appreciate the beautiful things in life. So... Wait, if you see, if you two see something about a child being taken away from somebody, you know, oh my God, that's gonna. Well, kill that's you. the thing. Handmaid's Tale is a nightmare for parents because yeah, it it's is. all about that. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, do you watch stuff Howl now and think, oh, I, I should be crying? I would usually cry at that. Oh no, I mean, like listen, that was my question. Yeah, so. I am on the mildest dose possible of something. Essentially, I'm probably experiencing only the side effects. Everybody has the dose higher than me really um right. and, and a lot of people are on these pills it's weird it's one of those things once you start talking about it people go oh i'm on them <laughs> and then you start talking about the weird side effects which i really want to talk to you about but they're really disgusting so i'll have to wait <laughs> um uh, and that's what uh, that's also what made me think about how funny life is sometimes all right i'm going to tell you one thing 
because it's too funny not to put on the podcast. So I've always had issues with my arse. Piles are an issue at the moment. Hemorrhoids. And uh, they were really bothering me. And I think there is a sort of side side effect from, from these pills, and I'll explain why when we're off air. But I decided to lie on the bed yesterday and hold an ice cube against my asshole. <laughs> and while I, okay. I and it was magnificent. Sorry, it, no. Let me imagine. I just want to imagine it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. And it was really good. It it worked a treat, <laughs> right? And afterwards. Like you meet because when you're doing it, you're like it's almost like you're putting out a fire. Yeah, it just seems like sensible, straight faced. Yeah, I'm going to do this. Uh, afterwards, when it's fixed, you go. If I tell anyone this, this is the funniest thing that's happened this week, without doubt. Me with my knees around my ears, with a flipping ice cube on <laughs> so, my yeah. Some people do that for fun. Well, the, yeah. I'd, so the internet showed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some nice girls. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh so was there any need for me to tell you all of that? Does it feel awkward now I've told you that? No, it doesn't feel awkward. It's mental um, mental no. health issues make you feel I mean Jamie, you've known that I've been mental for a long time and it was yeah, pro- probably long over. I, I, mean, I, I think I think it's a good thing. I ser- I certainly think the therapy the C B T stuff is very good. I mean I would say that because Lauren used to work as one, well, but I mean mm. I, I I I recommend I think everybody should go and see a CBT counsellor because it just helps you cognitively work through how your brain works, which is it's a good thing to know how your brain works. Everybody should know how your brain works. And, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it, it massively, and I think that's the thing you're figuring out whether through the therapy or just through this trip you've been on, it's helped massively to sort of figure out how your brain works a bit better. I think before I went away as well, there was all the remember the rabbit hutch saga and everything. It was like yeah, yeah it was a period of a good uh, a good year there of like every minute of every day was mental and there was like redundancies and new jobs and all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, and I think as soon as you, if you go away and you don't do your normal routine for that long, uh, you really like the difference is stark straight away. You, I almost suspect that if Matt Wanless did it, he'd suddenly like go. Oh my god, I'm a, I'm like a bearded, grumpy Londoner. God, we <laughs> we need to move to the Shetlands and grow asparagus or something. I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, you don't know that yet. It's only when you go away that you think, "Oh my god, why am I sat on the tube crying every day?" That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, and uh, one more thing. On this trip, we went to Hawaii, and my mum and dad were there for my cousin's wedding. That's why we did this whole trip. And um, uh, the reason that line in the Moana song makes me cry, Matt, uh, is because it's about people who choose the difficult path, yeah? And I'd always... My dad always wanted me to do something normal. This is um, Moana, you've come so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And she says, you know, but if the voice... What is the flipping line? It's Moana, you've come... If a voice starts to whisper, Moana, you've come so far. Oh, yeah, but it's the... Do you know who you are? That's it, but it's the early version. It's the first song when when her grandma first says, yes, you love the town and everything. But there is this little voice inside you, and if it should call, go go and travel. You know, go round, go go and do your thing kind of thing. And right. and it always got me because I was like, oh, I wish someone had said that. My parents are wonderful, but they always worried about me too much. Uh, I wish someone had said to me, just go and do it. Don't worry about being a theatre director or a radio presenter. You know, just have fun. It's fine. Go and do it. And so it always affects... I loved the Moana story for that. 
And then I found myself in Hawaii driving a car along the beautiful turquoise shores, Moana-like shores, with my dad in the back listening to that song. And I'm driving the car thinking, he's now in his 70s, I'm in my 30s. As a kid, I've always tried to prove to him that, you know, doing the unthinkable is possible and he's never wanted to listen and i sat there driving the car with just tears rolling down my face nobody knew it was just a beautiful moment to go oh my god i got my dad to hawaii and i'm <laughs> now listening to this song that reminds me of you it was great um yeah so how's yeah. how's uh, red dead redemption matt <laughs> it's uh, time consuming definitely it's uh, it, you know it's, uh, what, it's an interesting one point, game one point about Red Dead Redemption just because we're on here anyway um, is it true that the horses the horses bollocks retract <laughs> when the weather's cold I haven't actually paid enough attention to it but I did hear that they um, they, they wrote a, a a code into the game that would account for the behaviour of the horses bollocks I mean yeah. that is that is detail. I have no doubt that that's true. I mean, that's... it is a remarkably detailed game. It's the it's a game that's really made me think. Oh, do you know what? If I if I ever bought a console that could play it, I would never go back to box sets. I think. Which is, by the way, everyone, the excuse that Matt has for not being updated with Walking Dead. So, and you know what? To bring it back around to Walking Dead, apparently the Walking Dead computer game, I hear it's very good. In oh, fact, yeah. it's better than the. In fact, the plot <coughs> is actually better than the TV show. I've heard it's uh, that may more be enjoyable. true. Until this series, I, I do have to impress upon you, Jamie, that just like with Maniac, I, I understand. I, I, you know, we were all watching it together. We all felt the same way. I am telling you that I, I don't forgive anyone for dropping out of the last two series of The Walking Dead. But this, the way that this Angela woman, Angela King, is it, has has taken the reins and what they're Angela Kang and what they're about to do with it. Like, what I wish I could tell you guys right now is just, oh, God, it's so good. So don't give up. Don't give up. Get on okay. it quick. All right. Because soon... Well, I will be watching. I will, I will definitely continue. Yeah. I, I want to see, see a redemption yeah. for The Walking Dead. Well, so, also, yeah. the, the thing that I am keeping from you now, you will hear from someone else by accident if you don't catch up soon. Um, and it's. I, I already uh, know that thing. I won't. Oh. I don't have any uh, uh, friends who are this clumsy. I don't think it'll be friends. I think you'll just see it. There'll just be an article featuring Andrew Lincoln where they talk about something. I'm, you know. To be honest with you, I've never cared about spoilers. Me personally, I, I happily know spoilers to stuff and still enjoy it. But I understand Matt's, um, you know, grievance. Well, do you want to? Well, it just take, it takes not. away a lot of the stakes from something. If you know how something's going to turn out, then see, it's it, like... I don't. I don't feel it always does for me. I feel mm. like I can still get so absorbed in the it, absorbed in the story when I'm watching that. I forget that I even knew what was going to happen. I yeah, agree with that, but I think because uh, there are times when obviously um, uh, you do know how something is going to turn out mm. because it's based on a true story or it's uh, a yeah. prequel or something like that. You know what the outcome is and it can still be exciting. Mm. But I think certain things where, um, like particularly um, a show like, well, like The Walking Dead or like 24, mm. where they genuinely, they will kill people off. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, th there was a period in twenty four, like so sort of four or five series in, where you were thinking, one day they're going to kill Jack. Yeah, they're yeah. going to do it, and <laughs> it added a, a new kind of level of tension to the to the final episodes of each series because you'd be thinking maybe this is it. Did you really um, believe that? 
I did. I thought they would kill him. I think they should have done. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I was always like, well, I know that there's 11 hours left. <laughs> I know he's going to be all right. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, sure, yeah, not in the middle. You knew he was going to yeah. make it through the middle. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but do you remember that series where they started it off and they killed like five characters in the first episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? I think it was series yeah. four where they sh- uh, where they shot the president. They shot Tony Almeida. They killed Michelle. I think they brought one of them back in later in the series. Contracts but, um, are up. <laughs> but, but it was it was literally like they, they had a, a, a scene where four people were taken out by assassins at the same time. Right. And I was me and Hannah watched it going, whoa, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, it, was, it was really good. Uh, there's what the, the I'll just say the thing that I've given away to Matt, the only thing I've given away to Matt is that Rick Grimes is is in for five episodes in this series which I thought everybody knew I always knew that, and I will say Matt that I agree with you on spoilers, but that did not spoil it, in fact I really enjoyed the fact that I knew this was this episode is, you know, Rick's movie kind of thing, this is Congratulations, but you have robbed me yeah, my sorry. right to watch the TV um, show as I choose. But let, now that we know this, let me say one thing with you both. Uh, what's her name from um, Community? What was her character name? And she's been on the Talking Dead a lot. She's a super fan. Jamie, you might oh, know. I know who you Alison mean. Alison Brie, Gillian Jacobs. No, no. The, she's, she's hosted the Talking Dead, hasn't she, as well? She's, uh, she's yeah. Been a, um, uh, she took over while uh, Chris Hardwick had his, you know, issues. Yeah. Who's she in Community? Uh, 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 she was it's um, Yvette Nicole Yvette, Brown. Yvette Nicole Brown. Oh, Shirley. Yeah, it was the, yeah, Shirley. The one of the the actors in the show who I didn't know the name of. Yeah. yeah. So she actually interviews Andrew Lincoln. Uh, she interviewed Andrew Lincoln. So it's not the man you hate uh, on that episode of Talking Dead. Um, he introduces it, but she interviews Lincoln, and it's a beautiful, beautiful interview. Um, and there's some stuff said in there that are spoilers, but we can, I can tell you this because we talked about it last time. The question that we had at the end of the last series was, when did Andrew Lincoln know that he was leaving? When did the show know they were leaving? Because if you remember, the last episode of the last one had him under the tree, bleeding, mm. and then it had that weird coda attached onto it with them in the uh, saying, we're going to bide our time and get Rick. Oh, yeah. yeah. The gangster shot. Well... Turns out, uh, the answer to that question is, it, they filmed three different endings to that series because Andrew Lincoln was going to leave. That was going to be his last episode, which makes sense oh. why we were saying, certainly I was saying, uh, that felt like Andrew Lincoln's last episode, yeah, apart yeah, from the fact so that he survived. Weird. He changed his mind during the summer <clears throat> after that or whatever. He was at a Comic-Con with everyone, and he went, I just can't go yet. And also he felt that with Carl leaving, that it wouldn't allow enough time to focus on both of them. It would, it would do a disservice to one of them. So they'd filmed one version where he died under the tree. They'd filmed another version where he dies uh, where he does now, and they'd filmed a third version where he didn't die at all or something. Anyway, um, wow. so that that is why it felt weird in our waters. And I think they... So he decided last minute that he didn't want to leave, and then they'll have filmed that episode because they'll have needed to, wouldn't they? Rick did the wrong thing, keeping Negan alive. That felt like it had been strung together in a like an Amdram church hall or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, that makes sense now. Mm. Yeah, that really did feel like a goodbye episode. Well, okay. Mm. Well, <coughs> right then. Tea time for okay. Jamie. Tea um, time. And then his wife puts him in a nappy and 
places him in bed for 10 o'clock. I love so. it. I bloody love it. Um, Pops an ice cube in there. Pops an oh, ice cube right that's a up. New oh. Right up. Um, and if you boys stay on the line, I'll tell you the one other disgusting side effect. Uh, for everyone else, we'll see you when we see you. Uh, this may become a once every two or th- even three week podcast, but it's been nice catching up. I feel like that was a good bumper edition, boys. Well done. I'm so yeah. sorry to do this right at the end, but can I just get a one or two word reaction yeah. to mm. the knowledge that there is going to be a Watership Down TV series? You've mentioned this um, before, haven't you? Oh, no. No, I haven't. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, you I did. Only fa- I only found out recently. No, um, you you said how much you love Watership. Oh, maybe it was when we were talking about my rabbits. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I would I would say this, judging by the people involved, I'm slightly excited. Uh-huh. Who's involved? Yeah. Not James Flipping Corden, I hope. No. I good. mean, he's no. only done Peter Rabbit, hasn't he? I mean, he's staying, he's staying away from it. But there are some good people. That, I mean, it's got a good cast. It's got Ben Kingsley in there. Mm. Um, there's a few other names. Has it? Is Ben Kingsley playing H- Hazel? Uh, he may well be. Um, mm, good casting, actually. Uh-huh. There is some good casting, and that, I have to that look at the cast. That was just, I get uh, the feeling are you sceptical? Are you worried about it? Is that it? Well, I'm very precious about the the, the cartoon and the book, mm. um, but uh, I, I would I would like to see uh, a, a new version of it. I, I, it'd be interesting. Sales of rabbits are going to go through the roof. The RSPCA the PCA is going to be very busy in a year from now. Um, mm. Right, good. Thank you, everyone. See you uh, next time. You can email us, studio at theboxsetpod.com. Nobody emails. If you email us, we will read it. Good. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.